you're listening to the Seven Transformations Podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the7transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. What's up, everybody? My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my podcast, The Seven Transformations. Today, I'm here with one of my awesome friends, Maida. How's it going, Maida? Uh, pretty good. How are you doing today? Pretty awesome to have you here. Maida actually really helped me out a couple months ago, back in December. I'll share a quick little story. Well, if you go to my website and you go to my About section, one of the first pictures there is this funny picture of me and my dance partner dressed up as Ken and Barbie in these giant oversized used Barbie doll boxes. It was for a show that we did that was really awesome. And part of that awesomeness was because of my friend Maida here, who is a cosplay artist, and she does a lot of different cosplay things. She creates, She's very crafty, so she helped me make those boxes Literally last minute, so I am super grateful for your help with that in transforming my show a couple months back. Yeah, it was like super fun. It was definitely one of the things I've never done before, like to make a giant Barbie box. So <laughs> it definitely, I don't, I don't think I'll ever make those again, honestly. That is, that is a unique experience, I think, for both of us. Well, what can you tell them a little bit more about your life? What do you, what do, you do? I mean, cosplay to me, it's, I'm not familiar too much with that realm you know from the inside so what is it what is your life like doing those kinds of things projects um so I got into it because I saw like comic-con and stuff one of my friends actually dragged me to it a couple years ago and she was like you're gonna love it just come with us I'll buy your ticket and I was like okay so I went with her and I dressed up as a book character because she told me to and I was like oh no one's even gonna know who I am and there was three people that actually recognized me and one was actually a vendor and she like screamed at my character's name and she was like, wait, I have to get a picture of this. <laughs> and she's like, wow. you did all the tattoos and everything. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is really different. So you went full out. Like when you, when you went to your first time, like you, you really put some work into that character. Yeah. Um, it was reading the Shadow Hunter series and it was before it got picked up for a movie and the series that it has now. And I was like, Oh, I mean, it's pretty simple. She just wears all black and then they have the tattooed symbols on them. So I did that and I was like, no one's going to know who I am. Mm. I can fly under the radar. And then three people recognized <laughs> me and I was like, this is really cool because I actually put work into this. Yeah, you got some recognition for your hard work and creativity. Yeah, and it kind of made me want to pour myself into it more. And I started seeing there's cosplay groups mm. that do charity stuff at con. And it was kind of that like shy, I'm just going to stand on the edge and kind of watch them because like they're really cool and look like straight out of the comic books and look like they know what they're doing when they pose and I don't oh, smile a like world. a normal yeah. person. So I'm like, oh, how do they do that? So I'm in a charity group now and it took me, I think, two and a half years before I got up the courage to actually join them. Mm. And they were talking to me for about a while and they're like, oh, just do it. And I was like, oh, 
I don't think I'm like there or outgoing mm. enough because I'm normally a pretty shy person. And then one of the girls who's actually like my best friend now, she talked me into it finally. She's like, if you don't fill out a form to join, I'm just going to do it for you at this point. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll join. And I am so grateful I have because some of my best friends now are from that group. And it really brings me a lot of joy, like all the stuff that we do in our community now. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what kind of things do you guys do? Um, so with the Arizona Avengers, we do a lot of events around the community. Like it's not just cons, like that's very, very small, which I didn't realize. Mm. Um, so we do hospital visits. We do, um, we actually have coming up the Phoenix Children's Hospital telethon that oh, will sweet. be appearing and helping to raise money. When we do do cons, we do like fundraising stuff and raffles and all of the proceeds usually go to like kids who read and a lot of the stuff like that. Um, we have the ALS walk in Tucson coming up that we'll be attending as well. That's amazing. So it's you a lot have of a stuff full like roster that. throughout the year of stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, um, we have a slow season where it's like no event for maybe a month, and that's usually when we have our meeting. And then mm. after that, it's almost every other weekend that we have to do something. Wow. That's amazing how active you are in yeah. con contributing to your community. That's awesome. Well, uh, so we're going to say something. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to ask you are you as a kid? Uh, how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking, uh, I just turned thirty. You just turned thirty. Yeah. Welcome to the Dirty Thirty Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you were a kid, were you? Do you draw a lot? Were you creative in in other ways that kind of uh, helped you, you know, jump into this, or was this just like a total life transformation type of event when you? joined these communities um this was kind of i guess a transformation event for me because i didn't really draw much as a kid because mm. my sister was always the artist so mm. i was kind of like well i'm never gonna draw i mean i'm still like that i'm never gonna draw as good as she does so mm. i'm like why bother i'll just stick with music because that mm. was always my forte Okay, so you had, some, you had some uh, musical background. What kind of music background did you have um i've played the piano since i was five okay but well. i've learned I think around 11 instruments. Wow, really? Holy yeah. smokes. Well, I had two older sisters, so like in band in middle school and stuff, if they had an instrument, I'm like, okay, I'll pick around. it up and learn it. <laughs> and I'm really good at sight reading stuff, so, wow. and it would annoy them. So as the youngest sister, that was always like a bonus. If I could annoy my <laughs> older sisters by being better as like one thing than them, then there I'd always go. like jump on that. Yeah, that's awesome. I always actually found sight reading very difficult. You know, I think most people do. It's, uh, it takes a lot of processing, but if you're good at it, that's that's awesome. I can sight read, but I can't improv like to save my life. Isn't it funny how it's always the other way around? Yeah. That's funny. Well, um, you know, here's kind of a more, you know, introspective question, but have you ever thought of the work that you're doing, you know, as a cosplayer, as obviously in these charities and things that you guys are doing throughout the year, as transformative? Does that word come up in your mind? Um. Kind of, yeah. Um, so when I first started learning about what cosplay was, I was like, oh, well, I'm never going to be on that level. I'm not I'm not that kind of person. I'm not that outgoing. And actually, this past December, one of my friends and I created our own group in Tucson. We've started our own Disney sort of fairy tale character based group because there wasn't really any down there. Oh, cool. Um, so we've been starting to outreach. We've been doing more events down there. And... 
five years ago if you said I would be like basically headlining and running yeah. like my own charity cosplay group, I would have been like, you're crazy because I'm not outgoing. Wow. And now I'm like the face and going out there and doing everything that's with our awesome. group. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty much going to be another uh, charity outreach organization in Tucson. Yeah, it's definitely it's just another charity one because they don't we we would do events in Tucson and they're like, oh, it's cool. We get superheroes, but like we never get like the princesses and stuff down Mm. here. And my friend had done Elsa and she's like, you have to be my Anna. And I was like, all right, I guess. (laughs) And it started. There's a little neighborhood in Tucson called Winter Haven. And they go all out, decorate it like crazy for Christmas. Oh, wow. And it's like three weeks. You get to walk around it and look at all the lights and stuff. And I was like, well, why don't we just like Disney bound and just throw some co- yeah. like costumes together? And it went over like crazy. Oh, I bet. And I was like, we're just like Disney bounding is when you're just kind of dressed in the same colors. Like mm-hmm. you're not actually in costume, but it kind of like you can kind of figure out, oh, she's trying to be like Snow a casual White Snow yeah. White or yeah. something. And I was like, what if we do this for real? And that was two years ago. And wow. me and her have been talking for probably almost a year figuring out like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. We've, mm-hmm. I've got our email up and running. I designed business cards. I'm designing shirts for us, like individual shirts for each girl that's in the group. Wow. That's awesome. And James, <laughs> our one guy. <laughs> um, but it's definitely, it's, it's also really eye opening. I keep telling the leader of the Avengers, I'm like, mad props to you. Cause you manage like, 60 people and uh we only have seven and i don't know how you do it (laughs) like it's it's a lot lot. and i guess that's also to kind of where the the transformation is always existing is in learning how to create more and more you know and and grow something it's it's always a process of learning well what is your work you know this kind of borders on where we're going with the conversation but what is your work mean to you and your life purpose you know you've discovered so many cool things like you said five years ago if somebody would have, you know, told you that you're doing this you would have been like hey you're crazy but now <laughs> you're you're really taking charge you're you're very different you know you have so many new things in your life what does that mean for you in your life purpose and looking forward into your life how do you see your purpose here in this life unfolding through the work that you're doing Um, I think it's given me a new outlet, um, especially because I haven't had my piano in my own home for over two years. So I haven't had that creative outlet. So making costumes, making props and stuff, learning new things. It's definitely been like expanding for me and it's just been a new outlet to pour myself into. Hmm. So I've really enjoyed that and learning new techniques and looking spending hours on youtube trying to find out how to do something and then i'm like oh yeah i've got this and it's like those youtube fails on pinterest and you're like yeah i don't i don't got this i think they lied and they left out like 20 steps isn't it amazing how you can learn something though off the internet i find it so crazy like there's literally anything you need to want to learn about you can research it and yeah find it for free i think that's that's so interesting. Well, what's your favorite part of the process of, you know, I guess you can really talk about anything, whether it's your the charity that you are doing. Obviously, that's very rewarding or getting ready for a show. You know, what's what's your favorite part of the process or one of your favorite parts? And to describe that experience. Um, when it comes to creating something, when it actually 
goes right and mm-hmm. turns out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Because a lot of times I'm just like, I'm just gonna throw this out. This doesn't look right. <laughs> this is this is stupid. And then other times I kind of just throw something together and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. And then I'm like, this is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> like uh, I'm working on the big sister from Bioshock and she's got this huge scuba diver helmet. Oh man. And I was like, how am I gonna make that? Cause you have to do paper mache. And I'm like, they don't make a balloon that big. So we went to Walmart and I was like, what if I get one of those giant balls? I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I just did it and we popped the balloon and I was like, eyes shut, like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And it's, I'm stoked to finish that costume this summer. Like every time someone's come over, I'm like, let me show you this giant head that I made. Oh yeah. Cause it actually turned out really good. So when it actually works and you figure out like something, Mm. some new technique that someone didn't post or you combined a few and it came out really well, like that's really exciting because then it's like, oh, I have to finish it. Like it's yeah. so motivating. Yeah, you feel confident that yeah. you, you, you nailed it. That's cool. Yeah, and then when we're actually like in costume, like especially when I'm on a, I'm always going to remember this little girl. I didn't even see her. We had just gotten out of the cars and I just hear, oh, no. <laughs> and just boom and you she hits my leg yeah. and she's clinging to my leg for dear life and she's just crying she's like i love you Aww. so much and i was like oh my gosh so i'm always a little nervous because sometimes kids hit you with questions you are not ready for oh, yeah sure like where's Kristoff? and i'm like ah uh, he he is homesick with a flu <laughs> And like they they look at you and they're like they're like we don't believe yeah. you. And I'm like why'd you ask me that? But like seeing the look on some kids' faces, like how excited they are yeah. to like meet someone that they're like I love watching your movie. Yeah, I love from you the and your sister. Show or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like it's been really I really love that, especially like dressing up as like superheroes and. Yeah. When I'm Spider-Gwen, like, little girls will come up and they're like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm Spider-Gwen, like, Spider-Woman. They're like, Mm. girls can be Spider-Man? Like, I had a little girl say that to me last year and I was just like, yeah. And she's like, oh. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's in in a way that's like you're impacting them as kids, as role models, really, in in some ways, I would think. Yeah. And I, I tend to do... The female superheroes that are obscure, like Lady Sif, but from the comics. Mm. And I had a kid. I've only worn her for one event so far. And one kid was like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Lady Sif. I've beaten up Thor. No, Uh. you haven't. (laughs) And I'm like, ask your mom to go get you that comic book. And like, you know, if that gets kids to read more or to like even just get on Google and expand outside of like Captain America, then. Interesting. Yeah. Even just to challenge what they know in in how that would impact the rest of their life by being more curious, be more inquisitive. Yeah. That's cool. What do you do with all these costumes? Like when they're when you're done with them, do you where do you keep them? Do you have a storage unit? Um, well, that's why we just moved into a bigger two bedroom apartment. (laughs) Um, we got two bedrooms. So the second room is like that whole closet is going to be for cosplay stuff. And I have a whole dresser that's going to hold all my cosplay stuff. Do you sell your costumes at all? No. No. Okay. No. I mean, 
when I do finish one and I wear it, like I feel like even if you wash it, like you were sweating in that for a good like yeah, six sure. to ten <laughs> hours, depending on the day. So it's like that's I don't know. Personal. I could never buy someone's used costume because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, where do you live somewhere where it's hot? Like, don't buy used costumes from a Phoenix cosplayer because that's that's always gonna be sweaty. Oh man. Well, what's, you know, you mentioned a few. This was an interesting turn of the conversation. Again, I'm not really familiar with cosplay, but it's so many interesting things that you've brought up. And one of them was like when kids see you and how they react to that superhero, you know, and, and how that's potentially a transformative event for them. And I think that's really cool. What can you share one of the most transformative experiences for you on this path that you have been on, whether it's from, you know, charity or, you know, something that happened to you, um, you know, something that's really impacted your life that you can remember. I feel like I'm in a job interview right now and they're like, <laughs> what's something that's great about you? And I'm like, nothing. There's a lot of great things. Come on. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like just kids reactions when it's like positive. It's mostly been with my Anna one because I do. I'm like, okay, I'll do a comic book character. I love like Sif or something, mm -hmm. but or Spider Gwen and kids don't seem to like know it, but sometimes they'll be like, Oh, that's cool. Like mm -hmm. you're Spider Man's friend. And I'm like, sure. And the adults sometimes get me down because they're like, You're Assassin's Creed. And I'm like, No. My head's not, not even <laughs> pointed, but okay. So I've been trying, it's kind of gotten me down lately, and I've kind of like, all right, well, this is a hobby, so I mm. need to take a step back. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be mm. stressful. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a step back and focus on the group we're building. Yeah. And with moving and everything has been stressful enough. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take a step back. But with getting ready, we have a one of our events for our fairy tale group coming up soon. And I've been talking to the other That's founder the about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, well, sh we have an event up here in Phoenix that afternoon, but I'll drive down there. And I'm like, you know, we have to be there at seven in the morning. And she's like, that's oh, fine. Ouch. And I'm like, Anna and Elsa are going to have coffee. Nice. <laughs> but it's the AS ALS walk. And we did it la the last two years, I think, yeah. with the Avengers. And it was just so much fun. Kids were so excited. Oh, so I'm like, yeah. I'm really just looking forward to bringing out like different characters and doing that again for them. That's awesome. Do you guys do like the kids take pictures with you that you guys can? Uh, yeah. So we them? do pictures for free, obviously, because it's charity. Okay. But like, it's not just like take a picture and go like we talk to them and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I've noticed like if I get down on the ground, like kneel down, which is kind of hard because I do the big coronation oh, ball sure, gown yeah. so sometimes when i get up i'm like i need a hand i'm wow. on my skirt i can't get back up but like little kids will sit there and they'll like play with the dress because mm -hmm. it's soft yeah yeah and like they won't look directly at, at us like in the eye they'll sit there and like play with the flowers on the dress and be like is olaf like still cold oh. or did he <laughs> melt and i'm like so it's like it's it's weird when a little kid is nervous to see you because I'm like, uh, I'm super nervous to see you because oh. I'm a very awkward person. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you scared of me? I'm Anna. And it's like, you know, you got to kind of think about them meeting someone that they didn't think was like real. It's right. like the Santa yeah, Claus. It's... I always say it's like my favorite anecdote is saying it's like the Santa Claus and M&M's commercial, which 
if you're under like 25 you might not remember but it's like when they see each other he does exist uh, yeah like it's always that, that effect like i've noticed when it's like the mask characters like spider-man like little kids will be like oh he's kind of cool and then they're like mm. oh my god he moved he's like not a statue and they're like uh they're and they get overwhelmed it, yeah. yeah so that's always kind of like it's you have to like kind of hide it if you don't have a mask on because mm. i always start laughing because i'm like i know they're crying but like it's really cute no <laughs> well that's pretty awesome that you do that i mean those things it's so cool to hear somebody using their creative gifts and contributing to society i think that's really cool of you to do that and i'm guessing you know in the last couple of years and how much you've changed has been such a an impact on your life can you describe what has it been like for the relationships closest to you your significant other your parents your friends you know maybe your other cosplay artists that you are working with how has being in this world changed you um you know and how has that trickled down to your relationships well is there anything different in those areas um i think it's let me be more comfortable with who i am mm. so i've always been a super super lord of the rings buff and oh, everyone yeah. i've always known like ex-boyfriends friends that i'm even still friends with right now like always made fun of me so i just mm. felt like ashamed like i have a tattoo and i was like kind of hide it around certain people because i'm like i don't really want to explain Lord of the Rings it tattoo? yeah it's nice. from the book nice. so like anytime someone asks about it i'm like oh it's from this part of the book and then i go off and i see their face and i'm like oh, i'm just gonna shut up now <laughs> so that's definitely been one of the best things is like finally being around people where i feel like i can be myself yeah. and it's not something where I have to be ashamed to hide it. Like, it's been really nice. That's awesome. So acceptance really is. Yeah. That's cool. Well, with what you do, you know, that even something as creative as cosplay and all these wonderful things you're up to, it's very easy to, um, you know, that we run into the mundane with everything we do. Obviously, there's parts of the process that you just have to get done. You have to, you know, buy the materials, create them. There's parts of the the whole experience that sometimes we don't want to do. How do you avoid, or let's say not even avoid, but how do you accommodate for the times when life is a little more mundane with what you're doing with this cosplay stuff, or let's say whatever is involved with your charity work. Obviously there's parts of it that, that are work. So what keeps it fresh for you? What keeps it transformative? What keeps you creating more of those moments? Like when you're with kids you know, we oftentimes see, for example, like, like let's say a cartoon or something where there's a satire about a character that's in a costume that's very cynical. You know, it's mm -hmm. like they're supposed to be there to provide joy for the children, but, you know, they're just that cynical clown or whatever it is. You know, there's that archetype. How do you avoid that cynicism or deal with the mundane nature of just the world and how to create more of these transformative experiences in what you do? Um, I've started choosing the cynical characters. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, so like Hella that was in Ragnarok recently, yeah. I did her for Tucson Comic Con and it was fun but frustrating because the suit ended up, it was a really, really cheap suit on eBay from China that oh. I ended up hand painting and I spent, I want to say four or more hours that's the goddess right with the yeah. knives and stuff did you get a hat with all the i made it i oh, made nice. it out of plaster and expandable foam wow um 
and it actually was really lightweight and I loved it except I couldn't get it as smooth as I wanted to so mm. like as we were painting it I was like okay I'm gonna have to remake this whole thing which sucked wow. <laughs> but How I was like take you uh the headpiece a couple days because you have to let the plaster like it's oh, wow. it's yeah. kind of like better grade um mm. Paper mache. Got it. Got it. So you have to make sure it Just dries in between. Yeah, especially because mm. with expandable foam, it's basically insulation foam from Home Depot that's mm. in a can, and so like that absorbs all the moisture. So you have to let mm. it dry, otherwise it'll. And that's definitely a tricky part for me. I'm a very impatient person, and I'm <laughs> like, well, it's dry enough. No, it'll mold, but it's dry <laughs> enough, right? So that's part of why it didn't get smooth like I wanted. But I liked being Hella because. I don't feel comfortable smiling. I don't mm. like my smile. And I'm okay. like, oh, she's just angry all the time. I can do that. And yeah. knowing like her quotes, we went and saw it that Friday. So Saturday when I was hella, I was like, I know all her movie quotes. Like this <laughs> yeah, is great. So I definitely gravitate towards villains as much as I love doing like Anna and stuff. I definitely like being the villains more. They're a little just, more interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. And plus you don't get to see them as much. Mm. Yeah, good point actually. Well, what what does the word transformation mean to you? When when you hear that word, I guess in the context of what you're doing or maybe even outside of it, what what comes to mind? Um hashtag transformation Tuesday <laughs> on Instagram. I mean it does the like the side That's like by a fitness s- thing, isn't it? Um usually but it, like the cosplay community is kind of hijacked a, a little bit. Okay, so nice. um especially lately I've been seeing like, oh this was me when I started six years ago or even three years ago. This mm. was my first cosplay and now and I was like Oh man, and I went on my Facebook and I looked at my like first con and I was like, yeah, I'm not posting that. It's wow. terrible. It was like <laughs> hot glue and like it was just bad. And I'm like, well, at least there's like looking at like the first thing I tried to make to what I'm working on now. I'm like, well, I still don't think I'm any good, but I'm at least better than where I was yeah, when I started. Yeah, you can see a huge difference. Yeah. You know. Well, that's cool. So, what uh I mean regarding what you do, what do you believe is your biggest obstacle? This is kind of, I guess, a little more personal question. But, you know, what is your biggest obstacle to the transformation that you're looking to create in your life? Whether it's with these charities, whether it's through the cosplay, what do you find is your biggest obstacle? Um, myself. Okay. I'm mm. way, very, very critical um perfectionism yeah it it started with piano like if i'm playing a piece even if it's the first time i'm playing if Mm -hmm. i'm not at tempo or if i play (laughs) one wrong note i do the one thing you're not supposed to and i stop and i start over because i'm like no i'm gonna play this perfect the third time i play it in my (laughs) life or i'm just gonna rip it up yeah so i definitely my my ocd and my perfectionism is definitely like my biggest obstacle because I, when I finished SIF, I put it on and I was doing adjustments and then I was just like, this looks horrible. I'm just going to throw it out. I'm just going to quit. And yeah. my boyfriend was like, are you serious? You've been working on this for weeks. You're not throwing this out. And I was like, this is <laughs> awful. It's not perfect. So definitely myself. But I have him and I have my friends yeah. that are like, no, you're not quitting. Like, no, it looks fine. And I'm like, uh. So the social... Uh, you know, your relationships in the social network around you, the closest people are really important for helping you 
kind of accommodate or deal with that perfectionism. Yeah, if it definitely, definitely, if it wasn't for him and my two best friends, I think almost everything I have worked on in the past two years would be in the trash. Mm. Just because wow. I'm like, oh, there's this tiny flaw. It's awful. <laughs> like everyone's going to just see that and it's just going to be torn apart. Like I have to throw this out now. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You brought back to me a memory I had when I started playing piano too when I was a kid. And I would, like one of the most frustrating thing to me, even to this day, like with dancing and stuff and teaching students or whatever, any kind of idea I have, if I forget it, I, I get yeah. like, furious. Like I want to flip tables. And and so when I, but I've gotten, I can relate to you, you know, I've gotten to let go a lot of it of it. But when I was a kid, I used to write music and I'd have an idea, I'd have a riff that'd come to my mind. And if I didn't write it down and I, if I missed one of the notes, I would just obsess over it until I, I found it exactly, yeah. you know, how it was. but now I'm like, all right, well, I'm still creative. I'll figure it out. You know, it's not a big deal, but yeah, it's, I think the help of your people around you that are supportive, if they can. They, they, they bring me back to reality yeah. <laughs> and stop me from like, there's been times where he's told me like, you need to just step away from it. Like you're getting too stressed out about yeah. it. Put it down, like stop. And I'm like, no, I have to finish this tonight. And he's mm. like, no, you need to stop because you're getting upset about this. And I'm like, fine. Yeah. Knowing when to step away is key. I think, especially with managing your perfectionism, it's like the mind tends to run much faster than reality. And, yeah. And I think being able to have that little barometer inside when it's like, okay, maybe I need to just give this a break and leave it alone. Especially if you're a perfect, I mean, I can relate. Anytime I'm on something, I'm like zoning in and I want to finish it no matter how much the cost is to my yeah. health or anything else. But You don't need sleep. Yeah, like, I don't need just sleep. Just finish it now. But I think there's a, there's a healthy medium there. Well, how we're coming up to the end of the interview here. How has your experiences in the last couple of years of your life pursuing these things and, and really giving back to society, what lessons about the world has it given you and that you that you want to share? Anything meaningful? Um, just that you don't know like what someone else is really like in love with and you know, it's kind of really nice when you like talk to somebody else and they get into something that they're passionate about and just seeing like them go off on a tangent, even when it's something like I don't understand, like half of our group really loves Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, I was a Pokemon kid and Yu-Gi-Oh! So I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But like <laughs> when we're all like in a group together, even just like our friend hangouts, like all of them just start going off about how Vegeta is better than Goku or Goku's better and everyone hates Gohan and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, but watching people like nerd out about stuff like that, the way I nerd out about Lord of the Rings and mm -hmm. stuff has been really nice because I'm like, oh, cool. Like everybody's got their thing. Yeah. Of. Like you have your thing that you're super into and it's okay to be like that. Like that's just been something that's been new over the last few years for me like it's okay for mm. me to be like super into these like nerdy things wow that's cool i like that you know actually it reminded me i just saw on facebook <laughs> a calculation of power based on superman and goku and apparently goku <laughs> and apparently goku is a little bit higher than superman they did the math based on how much Superman can lift and so on and, and power. And it was very interesting, Matt. I don't recall it, but 
look it up goku versus superman power meter some of them have like i've seen some of them repost that and i'm like that is a danger zone because it ends up having like 60 comments between all of them like this is why that's wrong this 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 and i'm like i'm, just, I'm not an expert i'm so. just gonna scroll past because i don't know what you guys are talking about but gandalf would win every time that's funny well thank you so much Maida, for this awesome interview and sharing your life and thank you again for helping me with that show your talent was amazing so. <laughs> yeah i'm glad that they worked i was really nervous when i was yeah, making was those because it's like i've never made these before <laughs> it's like i hope they don't like fall apart while you guys are in the middle of like being inside them yeah they were good they were really good so thank you so much well where can they find out more about you the the awesome charity work that you're doing maybe see some cool pictures any places you want to refer to any um websites? on facebook i have my own cosplay page it's um address Stea cosplay. It's based off of one of Saturn's moons. How do you spell that? Um, A D R A S T E A, okay. and then cosplay. Um, I try to post on there, but if I'm not doing events and stuff. I mm-hmm. just don't have anything to post. Really, um, I'm horrible at doing progress pictures on stuff. Um, but. For our charity group, we have the Arizona Avengers that I'm part of. And then the one that I'm headlining is, we actually called it Tucson Ever After. Oh, cool. That way, the acronym is T. So we have like Mm. T parties. Um, That's cool. That was accidental that that ended up ending that being like that. And though. one of That's the other awesome. girls was like, oh, my God, it's tea. And I was like, that worked. That, that was totally how I planned that. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so Tucson Ever After. And you guys have a website? or uh, We have a Facebook and our email is on there as well if anyone wanted to contact us to like cool. go to events or anything. And I pretty much handle the email because the other girl is pretty busy. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this awesome conversation yeah. about cosplay and your life, Maida. Thanks for having me. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this unique episode. Everybody I'm bringing on here has such an interesting life, and I am very grateful to have people like Meta on the show sharing their life and experience with you. So I hope you've found some value. I hope it's touched your heart. And, you know, each one of these people has their own message. Today's was a lot about self-acceptance and self-love, which is super cool. So I hope this episode's been great. If you really loved it, share it with your friends. If anybody is in the cosplay world or you're looking to get into it checkmate out she's got some awesome stuff and she's very very talented so thank you again Meta, for joining me and uh we'll see you guys later you're listening to the seven transformations podcast with your host tutor alexander for weekly articles on creating a life you love stay connected at the seven transformations.com